0: Hello, hello. Welcome back to Become a Calm Mama podcast. I'm Darlene. And today we are talking about something that might not seem related to parenting because we're going to talk about your emotions. We're going to talk about feelings, but not just your kids' feelings. We're going to talk about your feelings. Here's why. One of the goals of Calm Mama parenting is practicing compassion with your kids and teaching them what to do with their feelings. But first, of course, you have to know what to do with yours. So what we're talking about today is really the concept of emotional literacy. How I define emotional literacy is that you're, you know, a person and you know what you're feeling, you know how to talk about that feeling, and you know what to do with that feeling. So just think about it for yourself. Do you often know what you're feeling? Do you know how to talk about that? And do you know what to do with it? So this skill, this emotional literacy skill is super important for kids because if you teach your kids what to do with their feelings while they're young, for one, you're going to have a lot better behavior. They're not going to have so much negative emotion showing up through their behavior. They're going to be able to process that emotion, talk about it, use their words as they say. But the other thing is that when you teach a kid, when they're young, what to do with their feelings, then when they grow up or they're teenagers or young adults or adults like us, then they won't have to do destructive things to cope with their feelings. So you want to help your kids not get stuck in drugs or porn or overeating or overworking or over dieting or body image issues or excessive shopping or all of these things That people do to avoid their negative emotion. If you wanna help your kids do that when they're older and not have to like learn this new thing, teach it to them now. Teach them these emotional literacy skills now so that they grow up and they are emotionally mature, emotionally healthy. I think of this as healing the next generation in advance. So when I think about my work as a parenting coach, I think of it like, I'm here to heal the next generation in advance through all of you, through parents. So I help you heal yourself and then give your kids the skills and tools they need so that they don't create a lot of emotional pain for themselves. When they have emotional pain, they know what to do with it. What I've learned is that most adults have no idea what to do with their feelings. They don't know what to do with fear or sadness or anger So then they stuff those feelings down themselves. They stuff them down and and they bury them under scrolling, binge watching, glasses of wine, gossip, all of that. So getting stuck in negative emotion, this happens when you don't process your feelings. Like your feelings actually get stuck when you don't move through them, when you try to stuff them down or bury them. Let's change that for you so that you can change that for your kids, yeah? Because the most important thing to be honest, that you can do as a mom, more important than, I don't know, getting your kids to do their homework or like bedtime routines or what they eat or any of it is honestly learning to process and manage your own emotions. Because when you're able to do it for yourself, then you give it to your kids. And when someone feels good in their life, then they take really excellent care of themselves. So the more emotionally literate you are, the more emotionally literate your children become. So the more you know what to do with your feelings, know how to talk about those feelings, then the more your kid knows what they're feeling, knows how to talk about it, and knows what to do with it. If you remember, or if you missed it, it's fine. But in last week's podcast episode, I talked about the pause break. And so the pause break is this concept of whenever you find yourself like in a tricky parenting moment or feeling overwhelmed or feeling in your stress response, you pause. And that is stop, delay, and reset. So last week, we talked about resetting your body. You learned why your stress response gets triggered, how your body is always involved in your stress response, and how to move through a stress juice surge without being explosive or reactive with your kids. And you do that by doing something with your body intentionally. We talked a lot about different strategies of like clapping your hands, jumping up and down, getting water, drinking something, like different things like that. That is a way to reset your stress response the physiological piece of your stress response. Honestly, you can become a calm mama just by using that tool over and over and over again. Like it's so valuable that honestly, if you only ever learn that one thing from me, your whole parenting life would change, (laughs) honestly. But what I have found in my coaching practice with moms and dads is that often our negative emotions, they get stuck. And even though we're pausing and resetting and pausing and resetting, the situation keeps coming up over and over and over again. And it really is because we have these negative emotions that are stuck. It's almost like a suffocating feeling in your body. Like I'm thinking of like how it just feels like you're just like going to drown. And that is emotion. This is especially true for anger and worry or anger and fear. So these two emotions, they kind of cloud everything we do. Negative emotions in general get in the way of us enjoying our kids and finding delight in them. It gets in the way of us having clarity about how to handle misbehavior. When you're flooded with your own emotion and your own physiological stress response, you don't even know what to do. So like I said, when a difficult circumstance comes up and brings up a lot of emotion, it's tempting to stuff those feelings down. We either ignore them or distract them or whatever. So. I'm curious if you want to think about like when you have a negative emotion or you have an emotion you don't want to necessarily feel, what do you do with that? And I don't want you to judge yourself for your strategy, okay? Because sometimes we do need to distract ourselves. Some feelings are too intense. I'm thinking of this when someone really close to me passed away suddenly and I ate a ton of sugar. I ate these like bread with chocolate chips in it like all the time. And it's really because it was so intense, the feeling, I kind of really wanted to get away from it. So I don't want you to judge yourself. I want you to know that sometimes that happens. But this is what I see parents doing or adults doing. They have these two ways of avoiding their feelings. One is doing things and one is not doing things. So like one is doing extra of the thing, right? Overdrinking, drug abuse. Binge watching, excessive news checking, over-scrolling on social media, overeating, over-exercising, under-eating, but like extreme under eating, obsessive thinking or picking at things on your body. So this is like overdoing things. That's one of the ways that adults avoid their negative emotion. The other way is underdoing things. So we have our overdoing and our underdoing. And the underdoing is when we like basically avoid and check out. You don't return texts. You don't return phone calls. You say no to invitations. You don't work on goals or projects. You're underdoing. So think about yourself noticing, oh, am I overdoing or am I underdoing something? That's kind of a clue to you that you probably have some negative emotion that you haven't processed. Now, like I said, sometimes you have to do this. You have to like get through the day or get through this difficult moment. I don't want you to beat yourself up about it. But if you are chronically avoiding negative emotion, chronically over or underdoing things, then the, un- the stuffed feelings, they're going to come out in sneaky ways, like excessive yelling at your kids, really not being able to think clearly, having a lot of chronic pain or illness broken relationships, like a lot of friendships breaking or relationships with your partner, mismanaged time or money, a lot of anxiety. When you stuff emotion, it's like going to seep out somewhere else. So here are some hints that you aren't processing your negative emotions. The first one is really like checking with your body. Like if your body is feeling out of whack, like you're feeling sick a lot or you have chronic pain that, you know, not been diagnosed, injuries that won't heal, recurring infections, that's oftentimes indications that something is going on inside. Now, I'm not a doctor. I'm not telling you, you know, you don't have anything physically wrong with you. But notice, check in, like, wow, I'm really run down. You know, I keep getting, you know, <laughs> like... um sores in my mouth or something like that, right? And it doesn't really make sense to you. It might be negative emotion. Another hint that something is going on that you have stuffed emotions is like sadness that won't go away. It's just like this lingering kind of sad feeling. And you're just like, I don't know how to get rid of this feeling. Rage that feels out of control, that's like really intense. That might be a symptom of you having unprocessed negative emotion or like negative thoughts, like a negative thought spiral, anxiety thoughts that you can't shake. So of course, I want you to take good, really good care of yourself and get diagnosed if there's something wrong with you, of course, but also looking at, Hey, I wonder if I have some things that I haven't wanted to take a look at. I wonder if I have some negative emotion that I haven't wanted to process. So, with parenting, as a parenting coach, I oftentimes, what I do is I focus on how are you acting with your kids? What is going on with your children? Are you worried about them? Are you angry with them? Are you resentful? Like, are you disappointed? Are you hurt? Like, what is happening in this relationship with your child or your relationship to motherhood? Those are the emotions that I help moms and dads process. Let's get into how to process it. But first, we have to just define. What's a feeling? What are we even talking about when we talk about feelings and emotions? So I use them interchangeably. So a feeling is really this physical experience in the body that comes from the thought in your mind. So you have this thought, my kid's not going to be okay. And then the feeling is terror for me, anyways. And then where I feel terror or fear in my body is in my chest, in my throat, in my. Stomach, everything gets tight. That's how fear shows up for me. So, thinking about emotion, the word is really energy in motion. So, we have thoughts in our brain and then they create feelings and then we feel the feelings through our body. So, we have thoughts in our mind and then we move them through our body. So, thoughts aren't feelings, but thoughts create feelings. Feelings come from the thoughts in your mind. Because remember, your mind is always like interpreting everything and trying to understand the circumstances of your life and make meaning to them. It's normal. But when your mind is telling you a negative story, then you're going to have negative feelings. So next week, I'm going to teach you how to shift your thoughts from that negative story to an intentional mindset so that you'll feel better, so that you don't have to have so much negative emotion. I call this move your mind. So we got move your body, move your emotions, move your mind. So today we're talking about move your emotions. Next time we're going to talk about move your mind. But before you can move your mind, you have to first process that negative emotion. It's like you can't thought work yourself out of your emotions. You can't outthink feelings it just doesn't work that way. And sometimes mindset coaches want to go right to that shifting of the thoughts and shifting into positive mindset. I do it too. But recognizing that it's important to feel the feeling first, it has to move through your body. So we feel that feeling and then we shift the thoughts and tell ourselves a new story. So how do we feel our feelings? Like this question, like you hear it all the time, you know, feel your feelings, feel your, like, okay, how, right? Right. That's how I felt. I've been studying this for years and consistently asking myself the question, what does one do with sadness? I have these questions that I ponder all the time. And one of them is, what does one do with sadness? And lately I've been asking, what does one do with anger? What does one do with doubt? What does one do with disappointment? Because I really want to understand how to help you move through these emotions so I want to take you through a step-by-step process to manage and process this negative emotion. First, what we want to do is just acknowledge the emotion itself. But in order to get there, we kind of need to start to look at what's going on in our life. Like, what is the circumstance in our life that might be triggering these negative thoughts and feelings? Is it your kid's bad grades? Is it your kid not having a lot of friends? Is it your kid's hygiene? Is it that they don't go to bed on time? Is it your partner that they're not helping around the house? Is it your work? that demands are too high. Are you overworking? Do you have body image stuff that's coming up? Whatever is kind of going on circumstantially in your life, like your circumstances, that's what's creating the turmoil. And then that's what's blocking you from having that peace and joy that you want. So I'm going to take you through a couple of questions that you can ask yourself. And if you're driving or walking, you may want to come back to this part and then actually write out the answers to these questions. So I just like to start like, okay, what's bugging me? What situation has caused me the most stress lately? And just labeling it like, what's my circumstance? And then I like to find out like, why does this situation bother me? So the first question, what's the circumstance? The second one, why is it bothering me? What am I making it mean is the question I often ask. And then I ask myself, besides stress, because stress is like such an easy answer, how do I feel when I think about this situation? So thinking like bad grades, I make it mean my kid's not going to go to college. How do I feel? Worried. Now your next question, when you feel this feeling, what do you notice in your body? Even just saying it right now, I can feel it in my throat like it tightens. So what do you notice in your body when you're feeling this feeling? And then I want you to think about when you feel this feeling, how do you act? What do you do? How do you treat your kids? How do you treat yourself? How do you treat your partner? So those kinds of questions will help you get to the feeling that you want to process. Kind of creating and narrating the situation so that you really know, okay, this is what is bugging me or this is what's on my mind. And this is the feeling that I'm working through. So how do we do this? I want to just read to you this quote from Janine Roth. She wrote this book called Women, Food, and God, An Unexpected Path to Almost Everything. And this book has actually really helped and healed me in many, many ways. I strongly recommend it and we'll link it in the show notes. She writes this about feelings. She says, all any feeling wants is to be welcomed with tenderness. It wants room to unfold. It wants to relax and tell its story. It wants to dissolve like a thousand writhing snakes that with a flick of kindness become harmless strands of rope. So thinking about these feelings, being welcomed with tenderness, being tender towards yourself when you have the negative emotion, allowing it room to unfold, tell its story, what's going on with this feeling, and then letting it dissolve. And we dissolve it by being kind with ourselves. So just thinking of these steps that I'm going to walk you through, this is what we're working towards. We're processing negative emotions. Sometimes I think of it as metabolizing, like food. Like it comes in, you've got to like go through this whole digestive process, and then it comes out. So that's kind of how it is with feelings. They come in from your thought, and then they move through your body. So we're going to break the three steps down. The three steps to processing emotion are acknowledging the emotion, allowing the emotion, and accepting the circumstance. So I'm going to break down each one, and then I'm going to share a quick story about how, what this looked like for me recently. So the first one is acknowledge, right? We're just going to acknowledge the feeling exists. We're going to name it. When I teach you the connection tool with kids, that's one of the things we do is we name the emotion Because there's so much power in labeling the emotion because there's this big, giant mess inside of our heart and our body, and we don't know what it's called. And when you give it a label, it's like, oh, okay, that's what's happening here. So when you give it a label and describes what's going on inside of you, it helps you make sense of what's happening. And it also helps explain that feeling to other people. The other thing that naming emotion does is it lowers the stress response. Because it actually requires to figure out what it is you're feeling because it's just this intense physiological experience. When you're trying to name it, you're activating parts of your brain that are slowing down thinking and processing. This is decreasing your reactivity. So when you think about how you're feeling, you actually become more in control of how you manage that feeling. So just stopping and naming it is incredibly powerful to decrease your stress response. Now, let me tell you that when you do this, when you name really big emotions like anger, disappointment, fear, hurt, sadness, you might feel uncomfortable. The reason is because that in our society, we're told, giving subtle messages and sometimes not so subtle, that if you're feeling these things, if you're feeling anger, something's wrong with you. Disappointment, be grateful, something's wrong with you. Fear, you know, high vibe only. Don't worry, be happy, (laughs) right? We're like told don't feel these feelings. And then you have them and you're like, "Uh uh-oh, is something wrong with me? No, nothing is wrong with you. Okay? These feelings are normal and natural. Now, this is especially true for women. Women have been told that we are supposed to just be grateful, be happy, be joyful. Even this podcast, become a calm mama, right? It's like, oh, I'm supposed to be all calm and cool and chill. And if I'm not, then maybe something's wrong with me. No. No. The truth is that when you name an emotion, you actually become more calm. You become more productive. You become more loving. So naming an emotion is a sign of growth, not emotional maturity. It's not because you name it that's the problem. It's actually when you don't name it, that's the problem. So that's the first step, acknowledge. The second is allowing, giving yourself permission to feel whatever comes up. So we tend to, like I was saying kind of before, is like we tend to judge ourselves for our feelings. And really, regardless of what your situation is, the feeling is valid. It's there. (laughs) Why deny it? Why shame yourself? Why be critical of it? Why tell yourself you shouldn't be feeling it? It's there. So judging yourself will only create more shame and more guilt and more pain. And then you'll have new feelings and you're spiraling down lower. So allowing your feeling. By not judging it is really important. Allowing your feeling is just like feeling it. So, the feelings, though, if you haven't felt them, or they might feel really scary and they might feel like they're gonna swallow you, and you might feel like you're gonna really lose your sense of self because the emotion can be really intense. But I wanna remind you that emotions can't harm you, they're just physiological experiences to thoughts in your mind. And as you move through your feelings, you might have a physical reaction. You might cry or shake or shudder or need to walk or move or sigh or laugh. I recently was working out and I felt really sad like because of the physical activity. It was kind of breaking up some feelings of sadness inside of me. And then I started laughing and I was like, I'm like an insane person right now. But really, I was just moving through a bunch of emotions and they were coming through my body. So acknowledging that I'm safe, that I'm not insane, I'm not weird, it's temporary, it's okay that is allowing, really being in it. Step three is accepting. Accepting your circumstance exactly how it is. When you are thinking that something shouldn't be the way it is, like my kid shouldn't have these grades, my kid shouldn't be in the bath for so long, or my kid should already know how to you know, unbuckle their seatbelt, or my kid shouldn't be having this big feeling cycle. Then, It's going to be really hard for you to process through your negative emotion. But when you accept the thing as it is, and you process your feeling about the thing, then what will happen is that your brain will start to solve for the problem. Instead of being stuck in wishful thinking or resentment, you'll actually move to problem solving. So accepting something doesn't mean agreeing with it. When you realize that you have this negative emotion to a circumstance, that's a really good clue to you like, huh, I might want to work on this. I want to make a plan to change the circumstance because this isn't working for me. But that only happens when you stop arguing with the reality of it and accept it as true as a fact right now. Accept your feelings about it, allow for them, and then you can move into problem solving. So I said I would tell you a little bit about how this happened for me recently. So it was a couple of months ago, actually, and there was this situation with one of my kids I was really worried about them. It was kind of like post-pandemic stuff. And, you know, I just was afraid of delay. My kid just felt behind. And like, there was this situation. And I was making the situation mean a whole bunch of bad things about my kid's future. It was just like in worst-case scenario thinking... I was like, oh my God, this is gonna be terrible. He's not gonna graduate high school and he's gonna end up doing drugs. And like, I always end up with like drugs in a van down by the river under a bridge. Like that's where my worst case scenario goes. Because I was in that thinking, I was feeling really scared. So the situation was what it was and I was making it mean all these things and I was feeling really afraid. And I was overparenting. I was micromanaging. In every way, I was not acting calm. The craziest thing about feelings is they're somewhat contagious. So I could feel myself transferring all my worry to my kid. I think there was part of my brain that was like, he should be worried about this too, so that he fixes it or that he trusts that all the things I'm doing are good. (laughs) So I was like transferring all my worry to my kid. And the thing is, if he's feeling worried, then he's not going to be able to solve his problems because he's not going to have the confidence to solve it. So anyway, the whole thing was a mess because of my emotion, my negative emotion of fear. I really wanted to be giving my child a positive self-concept. I want to communicate to him. I trust you. I believe in you. You're going to be okay. I wanted him to feel confident and capable. But because I wasn't actually feeling those things or believing them as true, I wasn't going to give those to him. Instead, I was just giving him fear. So I had to move through my fear. So I really remember this vividly where I was like, I have to let this go. Like, I have to let this fear go. The crazy thing about emotion sometimes is that sometimes when we're thinking, we think that the emotion is keeping us in action so that we take care of business. (laughs) And this happens to me all the time with a lot of different emotions. I'm like, this emotion is serving me because it's making me stay hyper alert, hyper vigilant. But actually, all that does is make me not think clearly and not parent well. So I remember, okay, I was like, acknowledge, what is this feeling? Fear, like, it was terror, actually. It was so scary. And then allow. So, what did that look like for me? I literally sat on my couch and I just felt the fear. I like connected with my body. And I honestly, I felt it move through me from my head to my feet. Like, it was like, <laughs> it was a shudder. Like, it went <sighs> all the way through my body. And then it left. And I was like, okay, bring it back to the present moment. What's going on right now? And then I was like, in this moment, I'm going to accept that my son is as he is right now. Today, he is safe and he's okay. So I acknowledged my feeling fear. I allowed it to move through my body while I sat on that couch. And then I accepted the situation as it was. And I also was able to find that in this moment, everybody was okay. And then I was ready for a mindset shift. So this is sort of what it's like to be coached. You get asked questions that help you find your thoughts and feelings, and you see how you respond to those thoughts and feelings. So what coaching does, it helps you get perspective, and it helps you find your way to new and different thoughts and feelings. It's like this entire process that I've described to you about identifying the circumstance, moving through your emotions, feeling them in your body, processing them, and then shifting is coaching it's life coaching and this is what we do in Calm mama school is like in my weekly coaching calls and in my private coaching program I mean of course we talk about like behavior and all of the things and like how to set limits and how to get your kids rules and to really do chores and we talk about all of that of course but this other piece about you as the parent and how you move through your emotion is really unique about my work and what I do with parents what we're doing on this podcast. We're like talking about feelings on a parenting podcast, your feelings. And this is why it's important to me is because of this emotional literacy. The more capable you are that you know what you're feeling, you know how to talk about it and you know what to do with it, the better you're able to teach your kids. So this week, this is what I want you to do. I want you to kind of become your own coach. (laughs) So I want you to ask yourself these three questions What am I feeling? Where do I feel it in my body? And what can I do with this feeling without stuffing it? Getting really curious about yourself, noticing, just naming emotion is so huge. Just going, oh my God, I'm so angry right now. Or, oh my God, I'm scared right now. Oh my God, I'm hurt right now. Oh, I'm disappointed right now. Like naming it. If you just do that this week, it's amazing. And then wait for it to pass. I can't tell you how long it's going to take for you to move through your negative emotion. It depends on how long you've been stuffing emotion, depends on how intense the feeling is, depends on how pervasive the circumstance is. But the good news is this, is that all feelings are temporary and all any feeling ever wants is to be felt. Once you have allowed your feeling, you will feel a little bit better. You will get some perspective. Your brain will get back involved. It will start shifting your thoughts to something that brings in new emotions that's when you know that you're ready for resetting your mind, for moving your mind, which is the topic of next week's podcast, which is awesome. So this topic of feeling your feelings, it might have brought up some stuff for you. And I want you to know that's totally normal. Like, If right now, wherever you are, isn't a good time to work through an emotion that's come up, that's okay. Like, You don't have to do it right now. But I want you to notice that those feelings are there right under the surface and make an appointment with yourself to allow these feelings. Decide, okay, tonight after the kids go to bed, I'm going to sit with my journal and I'm going to cry or I'm going to go for a walk or I'm going to sit in the bathtub. You know, I'm going to do whatever I need to do with this emotion. Or after you drop them off at school or after, well, like while they're at soccer practice, well, what season is it? While they're at baseball practice, right? Or Saturday morning during screen time, I'm going to set the kids up with screens and I'm going to go sit outside and journal for a bit or like just, just cry or feel. I want you to be gentle with yourself and take excellent care of yourself. Allow for whatever comes up. And next week, I will teach you what to do with a story in your mind. All right. I hope you have a great week. Hey, Mama, if you've been listening to this podcast and thinking, oh my gosh, yes, I'm so ready to get out of this chaos and create more peace in myself and in my family then I want to invite you to join Mama School. It's my lifetime membership program where you learn how to stop yelling and feeling overwhelmed by parenting, teach your kids how to manage all of their big feelings, and set limits that actually work. It's lifetime access for getting everything you need to have the family you want and become the mom that you're meant to be. No matter how old your kids are or how chaotic your family is right now, I can help you create peace and joy in your home. To join, go to CalmMamaCoaching.com and get instant access to my online course and start coming to weekly coaching calls this week. I can't wait to help you transform your family. See you there.